What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking Your Business. Let's go. Hey guys, Megan here. Super excited today because I am talking to Monica Tanner of The Brighter Side, both podcast and sexual ther- sexual coaching. You, would that be okay to call it? Okay. Yeah, relationship <laughs> and intimacy coaching, however you want to say it. They, that is even better than what I could say. So um, I am so fascinated to hear about this kind of business. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. So I guess the best place to get started is the beginning. <laughs> sure. When, when did you start realizing that um, this was something that you wanted to pursue as an entrepreneur? And how did you make a go of that? Yeah, so maybe if you want me to start at the beginning, it was um, when I was young, I was part of a very traditional nuclear family. I had a mom and a dad and a brother, and we ate dinner together every night, and all seemed fantastic until I was about 12 years old, and my parents announced that they were getting a divorce, and I remember it just destroyed this, like, perfect little cocoon life that I was used to. And I became really obsessed with what made marriages strong and lasting. I was like very precocious and I would go to my friend's house and I would take copious mental notes of their parents and how they responded to each other. And, and so I was very, um, very aware of relationships all around me at all times. I went to college and I studied sociology and child development with the intention of going on to get my master's of social work so that I could work with families ongoing. Um, but after I graduated from college, met the man of my dreams, we fell in love. He was still in school in a different state. So we decided to get married and I learned, jumped into firsthand learning about marriage. We started our family um, and four kids later, I, you know, was like, well, now, you know, my youngest was going into kindergarten and I was like, well, I better figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. So I went back to a master's program, applied to marriage and family counseling program, did three semesters of that before I realized that counseling was definitely not the route I wanted to go. I felt like I had this message inside of me. I wanted to teach people about marriage and how to have a great marriage and one-on-one counseling was just going to be way too slow and it was actually my group 
therapy class that made me finally just drop out of the program. I was like, I do not want to do group therapy. I do not want to do private one-on-one therapy. I want to talk to a lot of people at once. But what happened was I dropped out of the program. I got really depressed because I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, I feel like I have this passion and this message, but I don't know how to get it out. And luckily for me, I had this amazing neighbor who came to check on our family. He you know, asked how we were doing. I told him the story. He sat on my couch and he said, you should start a podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds way too technical. I have no idea how I would ever figure that out. And he was like, well, luckily for you, I've been podcasting for years. I know exactly how to do it. I'm going to send you some instructions tomorrow. And I just want you to follow them step by step. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever, sure. And as he was leaving my house, he went out to his car. He went and got this book and brought it back to me. It was this book that he had written called Expert Secrets. And it was all about how to create this uh, this uh, um, leader, as, as it were. And so... I remember I was so impressed because I'd known him for years and I had no idea what he did for a living, but I was like, you wrote this book? And he was like, I did. And, you know, real humble about it. And I remember the next morning I woke up and I started reading the book and I got the email with the instructions on how to, how to start a podcast. And a month later on the brighter side was born and I I got to interview him on his success. He's an extremely successful entrepreneur, a a happily married man, five children, you know, very, very family oriented. And, you know, I slowly began to develop my voice and more my passion for marriages and eventually decided that I was uniquely qualified to talk about marriage and intimacy, which is something that not a lot of people talk about, but I truly believe that it is the key to most people having a very happy, passionate, connected marriage. And so that's how we got here. (laughs) And we're just glossing over the fact that Russell Brunson is your neighbor. Yes, we are. I just, (laughs) I just did um, a a whole sponsored post series with him for traffic secrets, his newest book. He's so, oh my God, that's so cool. So I, you know, He's amazing. It's so funny because I was like, so I know you own this company called ClickFunnels, but what's a funnel? You know, like what's a ClickFunnel? <laughs> and so finally I started the podcast and about a year later, I was like, okay, Russell, I'm ready to do more. I want to make more of an impact. I, you know, I'm really excited about this. And And he's like, great, well, you can um, do a summit now and like, you know, get yourself uh, connected with lots of experts in your field and um, associate yourself with them. And and so I was like, am I going to need a click funnel for that? (laughs) He's like, yeah, I think it's time you probably got a click funnel. (laughs) He's just taking your hand like, oh, you sweet summer child, come with me, I will do (laughs) And he's so humble about it, but I learned very early that you do what Russell says, and you yeah. you don't stray from that, and he's not going to lead you wrong. So, yes, I am very lucky that he is my neighbor, and our kids play together, and he's a fantastic human being. Just couldn't couldn't say more nice things about him. That's so cool. So, 
when you started looking into creating this as a, you know, a way to support yourself and your family, um, how did you start to work out the, I guess, the mechanics of it? So how did you start to think about, okay, I want to really focus on relationship and intimacy coaching and um, like, how, how did you plan to find your people who are going to come to you? Like, what were the, I guess, the triggers that you were starting to see would be good for um, getting people into your business? Does that make sense? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the podcast was really, really pivotal there for me. I mean, when you read Expert Secrets, he talks about, you know, going, you know, going on a, on a journey, like the hero's journey kind of thing and the, the whole epiphany bridge. And, and I knew that that was my passion and, um, something that I, uh, you know, I, I read about and I learn about and I ask people about and I observe and, you know, was living it myself. And so I knew that marriage was, was, you know, kind of what I was called to do. It was my message. Um, but it wasn't until after doing a couple summits, actually, I've done two summits and really interviewing experts in the field and kind of, you know, trying to create um, content for for people who are married. And then uh, I, I entered this high ticket coaching program where I had another coach who kind of helped me, um, you know, develop kind of uh maybe distill my message more, but it wasn't until I went to Funnel Hacking Live 2020, which was really sealed the deal. And I was like, you know what, who I'm talking to is too broad. I was talking to married couples and, you know, my message was just, you know, anything that helped you be happily married. But when I was at Funnel Hacking Live and the speakers were up there and they were talking about you know, really knowing your target audience and creating an avatar that, you know, you could just physically describe and see. I was like, you know what? It, it kind of started there. That was like kind of like the seed that uh, it, by the time I got home, I was like, I, I know what it is. I have to teach people how to have mind blowing sex. And, you know, for a very, very, very high percentage of married couples, that's kind of the key to everything else. I mean, it's not a blanket rule for everyone, but for most people, you can increase the passion and the pleasure and the attraction and connection and everything else when you start talking about intimacy, both emotional and physical intimacy. If you can get that locked down, communication, children, finances, all of those things just become easier. And so that became my real solid message that I just started focusing focusing all my energy there. You know, when when I was talking to my my coaching clients, and you know, I really learned that even if they were very very disconnected in their marriage, if we could get them thinking about emotional and physical intimacy, then we could really overcome almost all of the challenges they were facing in their marriage. So. It just, it, it's kind of still developing. I mean, every day I learn something new. And so I've just kind of dedicated myself to learning about it and teaching about it and living it. And it's, it's like seriously been the coolest journey ever. That's so, that, and you just said cool. And I'm just like, that's so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't want to turn this into a Russell Brunson fangirl thing, but I want to talk about funnel hacking sure. later. Um, but you have a very unique challenge with your business in that you have to overcome 
a very hard mental block that a lot of people have where sex is dirty. We don't, we don't talk about our marriage, you know, this is between us or things like, so um, how do you navigate that is, uh, and especially when it comes to like marketing or advertising, like how do you get through that? Oh gosh, not only that, but Facebook like hates the word sex and like, (laughs) if I name any files with the word sex in it, they immediately like pull them down. I get put in Facebook jail. So I learned that the hard way. Um, So yeah, you're right. It is a challenge because there are so many negative messages about sex. I mean, there's definitely the whole, you know, programming when you're young, like we either don't talk about it or there's shame around it or, um, you know, there, there's a lot of that, you know, conditioning when we're younger. And then, you know, a lot of those people learn about sex from Hollywood, which is definitely not a good place to get your sexual education. And even worse, there's pornography. So, it's very difficult to navigate all of those, you know, kind of a barrage of negative messaging that we get about sex. It's very distorted in our society and in our families, even in our cultures, they're all very, very different. And so what happens is then you come together, you're married, and then you're supposed to have sex because that's how you have kids. But, you know, there's, there's so much to overcome there. And the way I've navigated it is I've just learned really positive messages about sex. I mean, I teach that that your sexual identity is part of your whole identity. And so I know that if I just teach positive messaging about sex, then the people who need me will just come to me, right? And so in the beginning, when I started talking about it, I think it turned a lot of people off. And so, you know, I, I would get the unfollows and the unfriends and the things like that. Um, but and I got very little engagement on any of my posts. When I started talking about this, it was like silence. Like people were like, oh, my gosh, what is she doing? Right. And and over the last several months, it's been amazing to see. I get messages and emails and DMs and the, my my engagement has started to skyrocket on my Facebook post, people are getting more brave because I'm being vulnerable and then they feel they can get vulnerable. But even still beyond the engagement that I get on my actual posts, my DMs are just flooded and emails, people emailing me privately. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. Like I needed this message. As I get more vocal, more people are drawn to me. And so I just have to remember that this is a sensitive topic and people aren't raising their hands and saying, yes, I need help with sex in my marriage, right? But if I'm just consistent and I'm out there and I'm vulnerable and I'm sharing pieces of my own story, people eventually, they find me and they open up and, you know, I've seen some really great breakthroughs and ahas and people kind of sharing these kind of intimate feelings and experiences that they're having and it's really I mean it's really just a beautiful thing to watch and see people you know I I didn't realize you know that that physical sex was so connected to emotional sex and that Mm. you know you needed to like kind of nurture all of these things and being able to talk about it is in and of itself being able to talk about these intimate topics with your spouse is is life-changing. I mean, it, it truly is build so much intimacy when you can be like, Oh, I, my, I didn't realize these were your thoughts and ideas and preferences. Right. And, and vice versa. And so it's, it's really been fun to see couples make these big breakthroughs, but it does take time. You definitely have to put yourself out there and speak (laughs) into the void for a long time before anything ever comes back. 
And that's what I, your social media is so engaged. You have a very loyal community of people who seem to really trust you. And, you know, you know, in business, like that's something you just is priceless. So that's really cool to see. And I love that you're talking about authenticity, especially in with a subject that's so not sensitive, but, you know, like people just don't want to talk about it. And so someone comes to you and wants your help. What is the, and I know that every client is going to be different, but like, what is the journey you usually take them on in terms of like your business strategy? Well, that's ever changing because I, I know what my message is and I know, you know, kind of how how to help people, but marketing is hard. It's very, very difficult. And so I've tried lots of things. I've done, you know, kind of relationship breakthrough calls with people. I've done, um, you know, just, just, uh, lots of opt-ins to, to my email list. I've, I've built a pretty engaged email list, which I feel good about. Um, and so people do engage with me a lot over email. And so, in fact, I've made kind of one of, um, my fast action bonuses to, to anything that I deliver is is email coaching because people will open up and tell me their stories over email and it's very easy for me to then, you know, read their story and be able to respond. Um, but, you know, obviously if thousands of people were emailing me all the time, I couldn't always answer them. So, um, but that is something that I, I offer as, you know, a few people, uh, because I love it. I actually really love reading people's stories and being able to respond and go back and forth like that through email. So that's kind of like my gold. Hey guys, Megan here. How are your conversions doing? Are they maybe a little womp womp? I am here to help you with this exclusive free training about two phrases you can use that just boost your conversions like kapow. But there's a catch. It's totally free, but you have to get it in my Facebook group. That's the only place it's available. So to join, join my facing group. No, <laughs> joining my Facebook group is totally free. It's at facebook.com/groups/meganbrame. Once you join, you'll be able to get access to the training that shows you two stupidly simple phrases you can use to add oomph to your conversions in your marketing, it's going to blow your mind. And I am so excited for you to check it out. Again, facebook.com slash groups slash Megan Brame. I'll see you in there. Thing <laughs> that I really love, but, but I've got a course and right now I'm working on a five day challenge where I just teach people, you know, kind of the basics, kind of give them a really good foundation of, of intimacy Um, I talk a lot about the mismatch because that's what happens. You've got a desire mismatch in every marriage and actually over every topic in a marriage, there's a mismatch. That's what you have two people that are coming from two different backgrounds and have different opinions. And so you're always going to have a mismatch, whether it has to do with the way you think about your kids or the way you think about your finances, but definitely your desire mismatch. There's always going to be a higher desire partner and a lower desire partner. And so attacking that mismatch, not trying to fix each other or change each other, but um, but really balancing out, you know, the needs of both the higher and the lower desire partner is where you get that synchrony in, in marriage. So 
um, this five-day challenge teaches about that. And at the end of the five-day challenge, they're offered the opportunity to do this eight-week course, which is training in the art of sex espionage. I'm super excited about it. It's a really robust, fun, gamified uh, course. And then, of course, it will buy me some time because eventually I'm working on figuring out how to do kind of an annual annual membership where you're in a community of married people who are all working towards this goal of being attracted, connected, pleasured, and passionate about, you know, their sex life. So, so that's what I'm kind of working on. Those are just different things I'm throwing out there and, and trying and, and seeing how to best serve my people, I guess. I love, I love anytime you can get a portmanteau. So sex espionage is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> well, I love spy terminology. I'm having so much fun figuring out like just really how to gamify this. Like, you know, each, yeah. each module is your mission. Should you choose to accept it? And, yeah. you know, we're going undercover under the covers. Like I'm loving all of this really fun way to talk about something that's difficult to talk about. Right. So if we can kind of gamify it and make it fun and, and, you know, a little bit nuanced, it just makes it a little bit easier to talk about. And like to like lighten it up and not have it like sex is the serious thing. No, it's about connection. And that's so cool. So I, I have so many questions, but uh, I really want to talk about, you said this is going to be year three of your summit, right? Yes. And this year we're doing the epic sex summit and it's going to be so good. I have all these sex therapists and medical practitioners and just relationship experts who specialize in sex. And this year um, we're going to blow this out of the park. This summit is going to be so much fun and so valuable to anyone who is, you know, in a long-term committed relationship. It should have like really the meat of, of, of everything that I feel strongly about. So I've worked really hard. I've got some really great guest speakers for the summit. So it's, I'm so excited about it. How did you get into the idea of starting a summit and like, what are the mechanics? What are the logistics of that? Because that sounds both amazing and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> well, for sure it was Russell. I mean, that was all Russell. He was <laughs> like, your next step is to start a summit. Because my my biggest concern always was like, who's going to listen to me? I have no credentials. Like, I can't even finish a graduate program. Like, why would anyone listen to me as a as an intimacy expert, right? And he's like, well, you you, you know, he, if you if you follow Russell, you know he one of the the first things you do is you put yourself in the role of the reporter. And so that's what I did when I did my first summit is I just went out and I found experts, people who did have credentials, people that did have a history of talking about this. And I, I, and, and I used my platform, which is my podcast, which is a fantastic medium to get people who otherwise wouldn't know who you are to talk to you. (laughs) And so I had really developed my interviewing skills and my ability to ask questions. And, um, and of course I followed his framework for, for summits perfectly. I had a question that I asked all the experts to answer. And so it was like 30 days to, uh, it was like, uh, my first summit was like 30 days to, um, to save your marriage. So if you had 30 days to save your marriage and I asked all these experts, you know, kind of to make up a plan of how they would save their marriage. If their spouse was like, you have 30 days. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so that was the kind of the premise of my first summit, which was really, really fun and lots of really great, you know, I learned so much. It kind of kickstarted me into like, okay, this is, you know, how I feel about things. And then I did a health summit um, where I interviewed a whole bunch of emotional, mental, and physical experts about health. Mm-hmm. And the most um, uh, sought after topic, like the, the, the topic that hit home the best was this sex therapist that I interviewed on sexual health and people ate that up. I mean, they loved it. And I was like, my audience has spoken, like, this is what we need to focus on is sexual health. And so that really was the catalyst and that happened. So I went to funnel hacking live. I had created the whole health summit and I came home like that next day delivered, like that summit went live and it was like sexual health. It was like, everybody was totally into that topic. So I was like, well, I guess that's what I'm doing. And, you know, I had a very, my mom was so open about sexuality. And, you know, I was like that kid in fourth grade that got a hundred on all the sex ed stuff (laughs) because my mom had been talking about all of it to me since I was four. And so, you know, she's probably my biggest supporter and definitely gave me this really healthy idea of, of human sexuality. So it's easy for me to talk about. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And like I told you, I really believe it. It's the key to long-term lasting relationships. So, um, so that's kind of it. You know, a summits are fantastic because you, you're giving you, you're, you can reach people who, you know, uh, experts and, and influencers and people that you normally couldn't reach and you're giving them this platform like, hey, I'm going to do all the work here and I'm going to get you out in front of the people who are looking for your message. And it, it's really a fantastic way to get people who otherwise would never give you the time of day to talk to you for 30 minutes about whatever you're most passionate about. So summits are awesome, but they are a lot of work. So be prepared for that. (laughs) So, um, I had a question now. It's, oh, uh, your interview skills are fantastic and kudos to Russell for that, but kudos to you for having such a, you know, fantastic understanding of them as an interviewer, but more importantly, as a coach, uh, how do you, how do you recommend other coaches, other people, get people to open up on these kind of really sensitive topics, even if it's, you know, there are, it doesn't even have to be sex. There are some mental blocks that people just have money or whatever. So how do you usually break through that? Do you think that the email coaching is the best avenue or do you have other recommendations? Well, I really think it depends definitely on, on what you're doing, but I mean, what goes into making, what, what goes into making me, I think a good interviewer and a good coach is consistency. I mean, be out there in, you know, out there, however you um, publish your material, whether it's, you know, through a podcast, through a video show, through a blog, Russell talks about this all the time. You get out there, you're consistent, you stick around long enough to get discovered. And so I think that's what I've been able to do with my podcast is I've been out there 
very publicly talking about the things I'm passionate about long enough for people to be like, okay, this girl really likes to talk about sex. She's been around. She's been very vulnerable. Um, so, so consistency is key. And then curiosity. I mean, that's what makes you a good interviewer. And that's what makes you a good coach is just get really, really curious. It's not really about me. It's about my guest or about my client. Um, I really want to know what's, you know, what is either their area of expertise and what what their message is that they have to share or what is what is their concern what are their blocks what are their um you know the way they're like what are their struggles and you get really curious again with your audience so your audience will tell you what they need and that's what's beautiful if you will just listen they'll tell you what they want from you and so then i use that also when i'm interviewing experts and when I'm helping my clients, it's just what what is my audience telling me that they need from me? And what is my kind of unique value proposition that I have to offer them? So you marry those two and you've you've got perfection. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's yeah, I I'm just taking it all in. I just think that that is such a um, elegant way to think about things because I think that a lot of coaches will get into their headspace of like, I need to make this perfect for my client or I need to make that I need to do this. And then they don't actually think about, let me just find out what the client needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really about kind of surrendering yourself, right? Which is a good way to talk about sex as well, but it's really about <laughs> surrendering yourself and seeing what the people need. You know, what, what, you know, if you're, you know, in, in a marriage, it's a partnership, but, but I feel like I'm in a partnership with my community and I just, you know, what is it that they need and, and how can I serve them at the highest level? And that's all about listening to their needs. I mean, that's all it is. It's just, I, I, I come, you know, I come with an open mind and an open heart and I'm vulnerable and share pieces of my life until they get to know me and trust me. And then they will start to share pieces of their life. And then, you know, it, it's just, it's basically a relationship is all it is. <laughs> well, I keep going back to your ability to not only open up yourself on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, but your ability to get other people to open up and, you know, talking about no like, and trust funnel, that's such a huge component of any business, but especially a coaching business and especially something with intimacy relationships and things like that. Um, how would you recommend somebody get that strategy started? Well, I think you have to be willing to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. It's a risk for sure. I mean, you don't know how people are going to respond to your story. It's just, you, you so, so, you start with being willing to take that risk and be vulnerable, just like a relationship. You, there's the courting period, you know, you've got to, you've got to take little risks and see, like, I'm putting myself out there and, you know, how is this person or, or this audience going to respond? And then, you know, you allow them to be vulnerable and then you see if it's a good match and you're not going to attract everybody. But if you're, if you're polarizing and you're passionate and you're vulnerable, then you will attract your people. I think the key there is just to be really authentic, vulnerable, and consistent, 
and then to to recognize that that you're going to attract some and repel others and it's totally fine just serve the people so here is a principle of i don't know if this is marketing or attraction or i'm not sure what this is but but this is the way i think about it and i i i was taught this by somebody named Alison Faulkner who i love but she talked about, and this is how I think about all my social media pages. I don't worry about my numbers and metrics and all of that. It's like if you if you put this, you know, put all this energy into um, into uh, planning a party, right? And you you send out invites, and you have maybe ten people that show up to this party, and they're at your house, right? Are you going to be in, you know, inside? talking to and serving and hanging out with the people that came to the party or are you going to be outside on the curve like with a sign like please come to my party like <laughs> no you have to focus where your audience is and so you have you bring them into your world and you serve them at the highest level and then they go out and say hey monica throws a killer party you should come right it's not you standing out on the curb trying to get more people into your party it's whoever comes to your party you serve them at the very highest level you are again consistent and vulnerable and loving and serving and then they go out and they get more people to come into your world so i would say set up your worlds and then really serve hard and fierce in your world and more people will come it's not about being out on the curb and, and trying to get every passerby. It's not every look, looky-loo. It's it's the people that you've served are going to bring then more of that to you. Oh, my, I, that party analogy is perfect. That's like, that just gives this abstract concept of your avatar or whomever just, that really makes it just real. That's so brilliant. Um, Wow, I love. I was just thinking, like, I want to make a marketing party. <laughs> yeah, do it, <laughs> and then serve those people, and then they'll go out and bring more people to your party for sure. <laughs> but I think a lot of people get confused because marketers are like, you know, go out and stand on the street and hold up your sign and and dance and and bring people into your party. But you know, that's not the best way to get this solid community of raving fans you've got to be in the party you've got to be serving those people and then let those people go out and hold out signs and bring more people in well that's fan so you said you learned that from allison but did you do you think that you hone that in in funnel hackers which is my segue into let's talk about funnel hackers sure yeah absolutely i mean you know you know russell's good at at, at traffic and you know of course i i follow his frameworks completely but i i remember that in all of my marketing when i when i'm going out and i'm 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 finding the the places where my people congregate you know i'm there i'm mingling i'm serving but when it comes right down to it the majority of my focus is on the people that are at my party mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you know those people are going to go out and find more, more people for me and those are going to be my raving fans those are going to be you know the people that will follow me anywhere um, so, I mean, I think it may be just be like a, a percentages thing, like how much time are you spending on the people that are in your world and how much time are you spending trying to find more people? Like, of course, you've got to go do your marketing. You've got to solidify your messaging, but it's the people that are 
already following you that are going to give you the words that solidify your message. It's going to give you the, all of the information that you need to get out there and then attract more people to you. It's not going to be like you out there always playing in the traffic. You've, you've got to focus on your community, the people that you're serving for sure. And, you know, Russell, and I'm sure you're very familiar with the Dream 100. And just for me, when I was doing, that was super intense and it was like really hard homework to do. But, you know, the more that you talk about this, the more that it's just like, that's, that's where you have to be. You can't, you said you can't be out holding a sign in traffic the whole time. You have to go into your party. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about the dream 100 is if you will be consistent, if you will figure out how the best way to spread your messages for me, it's my podcast. I love it. You know, I have a little bit of YouTube channel that's like very slow um, going, but I mean, I have a little YouTube channel, but, but my main message comes through my podcast. I've been very, very consistent. I've showed up every single Monday morning for over two years and people know that on Monday morning, a new podcast drops, right? So you find your way of, of distribution, your channel of distribution, whether it's a blog or a podcast or a video show, and then you are extremely consistent. And then when you're going after your Dream 100, you've got this platform that you can offer them like, hey, I have this show and or this blog or whatever it is. And, you know, my people are interested in your message and you you build this dream 100 by giving them the opportunity to show up on your platform to your people. And most dream 100s, I mean, you know, if you've been around long enough, they will come and, and then you create this relationship and there's no, in my world, there's no competition. I don't see anyone as competition. In fact, I just, this next week, I interview, um, the, the, I will publish an interview with a woman who like her life is exactly like mine. It's hilarious. She's got four kids. They're about the same ages. She's been married. She's been married longer. Um, she's a doctor turned relationship and intimacy coach and her message she's written a book but her message is like exactly mine like almost word for word like we're out in the world saying the exact same thing but she says it a little tiny bit differently her voice is different she's a little bit older more experienced has a different kind of way that she got to where I am and so I'm like if I'm really interested in helping people who are married like you said, it's a very delicate topic. And so, you know, if you're going to open up to somebody, you shouldn't have to overcome the obstacle of feeling comfortable. So some people are going to feel more comfortable with her and some people are going to feel more comfortable with me. She talks slow. She's very calm. I'm like <laughs> out here, like screaming and yelling, right? We're different. We have different voices, even though we say very, very, very similar things. We say it in a different way. And so there's room for both of us. And so I love having her you know, as a mentor, as a peer, and, and, and as a competitor, as it were, right? So, right. so we, we help each other along and we give people, you know, a platform. And that's really like such a, a great, so, you know, having a platform, I guess, is such a great way to build up that Dream 100, just go out there and find them and find people who are, who are saying what, what you, what you want to say and passionate about, you know, something that, that helps your audience and, and that's really what that Dream 100 is about. And it's so much fun to create it. It's very cool just to see the, just the quantity of it once you stack it all up together. And um, we're running, we're, 
just about at the end. So I want to talk about your podcast and let's, let's dive into that because it's, I've listened to a couple of episodes and it's so inspiring. I really love the idea behind it. Oh, thank you. I, I love it. Like, like I said, it was, it was totally like Russell being like, Hey, you, you start this podcast, you, you find your voice and you get your message out there. And I remember being like, if you go back and listen to some of the first episodes, maybe the first 30, probably it's terrible. I was bad at editing my music, like was super choppy into my really terrible edited interview. And then, you know, and it was just bad at the beginning. Right. But he, he warned me, he's like, it's fine. Everybody starts at the beginning. Everybody has to start somewhere and it's going to be bad at the beginning, but keep going and you will find your voice. And I was interviewing anyone who would like, give me 30 minutes. I'm like, give me 30 minutes. Like it wasn't, you know, like it wasn't like focused looking for, you know, people that were spreading my message. It was like, if, if you'll come on my show, I will interview you. Right. And so I practiced and I got good at it and I kind of honed in on my skills, all of it. Right. And so you know, I leave those first 30 episodes hoping like, like crossing my fingers. Like if you stumble upon those first 30 episodes, like I hope that you will have the patience and, and find some value in here to keep you going because um, it just gets better. And it's like that with anything, anything new you want to try. People have to start at the beginning. You have to realize you're going to suck. It's just right. going to suck. But, um, but, but you do it and you get that out and then you hone in your message and you just become this powerful force. So my, the podcast has been so much fun. I always tell my husband, like when we like, like sometimes we're like, well, we want to, you know, take some time off and we want to travel. And I'm like, as long as I can keep my podcast going, I'm totally, totally fine because I love having the opportunity to, to interview people and to find out what they're passionate about and, and help get their message out to my people if it will be helpful. So I'm, I'm definitely more focused in who I interview now, but, um, but it's, it's definitely been a process. <laughs> well, where can people find out more about you and your podcast? Yeah, so you can find my podcast at www.onthebrightersideoflife.com. And then all of my marriage resources live on www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com. Excellent. And we'll link to those, of course. But this has been so awesome. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it's been so fun. Thank you. Hey, guys, Megan here. Before you go, I would love to ask a favor of you. It is so helpful to have reviews on new podcasts as it really helps iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those guys find out that you're really enjoying it and that they should show it to new people. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a quick review about what you think about the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. I'll talk to you next week.